Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. So we've been in the middle of a cultivate season, if you are just joining us um, for the first time, on what it means to cultivate forgiveness. And I'm super excited to have one of um, my newer friends with me today, Donna Martin, who is one of our teachers this season. So if you haven't gone through that season, that's okay. This is still going to be a conversation that is so necessary and probably Mm -hmm. super relatable because we all struggle with this. But Donna was one of our teachers talking about the real truth, the hard truth about the reality of forgivenesses, um, which was so good. But today, Donna, I'm going to first, first, let me set you up. I'm going to ask you to tell a little bit about yourself and how we came to know you, what you spend your time doing, because Donna actually is running an incredible ministry herself outside of being a part of Cultivate. Um, But then also, I'm going to just ask you, like, your own experience with forgiveness, because, you know, we can preach all the things, we can Bible bullet all the scripture, but I think what women want, what, what does the most benefit is when we pair that with, and this is what I went through yeah, to know this to be true. So this is Donna. Everybody's hey, your first time on the podcast. For some reason, I thought it was I your second. I did the debrief with Pastor Matt. Yes, you did. That's why yeah. I knew it. So, so good. But so tell us, tell everyone listening a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I just think you're so awesome, Pastor Chami. Um, she also I, calls pastor. It's not a big I deal. also call her pastor. <laughs> Whatever. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so my name's Donna Martin. I um, attend our San Bernardino campus. Mm-hmm. I've been at Sandals. We've been at Sandals uh, two years, and we absolutely two love Sandals. Oh. I know. Time flies. I mean, 2020 kind of killed it. Right. But I guess it didn't count. <laughs> right. I mean, it counted in a lot of ways. But, <laughs> but yeah, some of the things, we just going to pass by that. But uh, for two years, um, we've been at Sandals. We absolutely love Sandals. And my husband and I have a nonprofit, um, uh, primarily to youth. We reach out to youth in schools, and we do leadership stuff for youth. But I have an online ministry called Girl Truth, mm-hmm. um, and it's a discipleship uh, platform, we'll say, for moms and teen girls. So I spend my days um, coaching moms and pouring Mm -hmm. into teen girls, mentoring them. I write Bible studies for Mm -hmm. teen girls, record them all, put them on this this platform so Mm -hmm. that they can access them anytime they want. And I'm hoping that moms and daughters do them together Mm -hmm. so -hmm. that they, you know, strengthen their relationship. I always say it's good for moms to be able to locate their daughter spiritually, see what she really knows or feels about God or what she thinks about these topics that Mm -hmm. we're talking about. And it's been so cool. Um, just to watch 
these girls blossom, the moms blossom, mm-hmm. and that I get to be a part of their journey. Well, and from, from what, okay, two things. One thing is um, I do follow Girl True Squad on Instagram. Sometimes what you're putting out for teen girls, I'm like, oh, I needed to hear that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Which is so good. Um, but also a lot of, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, uh, some of the area that you're ministering to is very low socioeconomic. And some of these these girls and these youth that you guys are ministering to just don't have some of the experience or, or the accessibility. And I've just seen you and your husband, Devo, who is also the worship pastor at that campus. Yeah. Um, you just are, you're bringing some of those kids who wouldn't yeah. otherwise have some opportunities to experience just some joy in life. Your, your ministry is the joy company, that's right? That's right. Yeah, that's correct. And I just have seen you take them, like some kids have never left the area mm-hmm. and you've taken them across city lines, Yeah, absolutely. you know, and it's just incredible to Thank see what you. you're doing. So if you're listening and you have a young I would say like older elementary age, middle school, mm-hmm. high school girl, yeah. um, you're going to want to check out this, this ministry that Donna Lee is Thank a girl you. truth brought in because honestly I'm 47 and I'm like, you know what? It's that, been, Donna. <laughs> you know, it's been for both. I feel like kind of that I'm supposed to be a bridge somehow mm-hmm. to the generations. Like yeah. I'm supposed to bridge the moms and the daughters and I'm supposed to bridge the older and the younger and mm-hmm. kind of bring them together in these conversations that really do affect us all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, the things that I preach, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reach a teenage girl, but obviously I had to walk through that mm-hmm. same thing and it was for me as well. So, yeah, I yeah. love that. I, I've had this conversation with so many moms mm. who are afraid to have conversations with their daughters. And I'm like, this is going to be a conversation sooner or later. Mm-hmm. If it's sooner, it might be preemptive. Yes, exactly. If it's later, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be as you're picking up some pieces. <laughs> exactly. Which do you want to yes, have? You absolutely. know, so I love that for you. Um, okay, so let's. This month, every week, we're talking about forgiveness as that's the season that we're going through with cultivating. What does it look like for women to be forgivers? Um, I know when I taught, I taught a lot about my own journey of forgiveness this last year of like, forgiveness is super easy when someone's like saying how sorry they are to you (laughs) and that they were wrong and like, (laughs) can we be okay? It's a whole nother ball game when that doesn't happen. And you're, you're still carrying the burden of just the the division yeah or the broken relationship yeah. and all the angst and all the layers that come with that and so god really in this last season for me you know as i was being super whiny and super kind of heels dug in about well, but I was wronged mm-hmm. but they're not asking for forgiveness mm-hmm. so i don't have to deal with it, you know, and God just literally hearing him say, so you're just going to stay miserable for the rest of your life. So you're just going to carry this. So you're just going to be burdened. So, and really I thought, I I think I've been thinking of forgiveness too small, Mm. just of like, I need to forgive because I've been forgiven, which is true. But I think that we minimize why God's way is forgiveness Mm -hmm. when we do that, because I think it's, it's our way of from carrying the burden that it's too heavy for us to carry to just be so angry. And when I see women over the last however many years we've been doing Cultivate, I think it's, I think we're coming up on seven, but I'm not sure. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) It's been a lot of the things. Um, I just think women are so easily offended 
And then we carry such unforgiveness and we're the ones miserable. And I think that's what God was really teaching me in 2020 Mm -hmm. is you're miserable and it doesn't actually have a lot to do with this particular situation. It's because you piled this on all of the rest that you moved on from, but you didn't let go of. Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to ask you a couple questions today, um, just about your own journey with forgiveness because some some of us are like man I really need to get better at this that's where I was like I move on but I don't forgive Mm. you know I hold on and some people are really good like I know some women going through the study that they're great forgivers they're not easily offended so I'm like so what does God have for you in Mm. this and just hearing even that about you know what I needed to learn more about how God forgave me and that I needed it so maybe it's less about them becoming forgivers but receiving it so i think we're we're all over the spectrum and so i want to take each week this month to just hear different people's perspective on what it means so i'm gonna ask you a couple questions first one when was a time in your life that you needed forgiveness Hmm. and how did you pursue that because that's one of the most that's a harder thing it's actually i don't know if it's harder i don't know if it's harder to ask for forgiveness or to give it it's probably I mean, for me it's hard. pretty hard to ask for forgiveness i, know, I, 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 I tend say. to like you know my husband's like you have to drag out a side from you um you know i think that I how true that is for women like if it's know. harder for us to ask. It's Matt's just always so like, hard. I always have a bag of I'm sorry's I have to dish it all over. I'm like, oh. I'm like, and I'll change in the future. Like, I don't actually say I'm sorry, but you know, I'm, I'm working on it. But when I needed forgiveness, that is so good. I, um, I went through, I feel like the Lord tests me a lot in this area of forgiveness and that I have had some just some drama in friendships. Same, <laughs> and, girl, same. <laughs> and, you know, I think, and, and I'm like you, I don't easily forgive. You know, I hold on to things. I'm a justice kind of gal. You know, mm-hmm. I'm super loyal. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely am kind of like, why, why is this happening? Like, I don't understand. I would mm-hmm. never treat you that way, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I just know, you know, I went through an issue with um, a friend that was extremely close to me. And um, we were actually separated as friends for seven years. Mm. Uh, one of the most painful things that I've ever been through. And um, when we were finally reconciled, I had to acknowledge my part in um, I acknowledging my part. You know, acknowledge <laughs> my part in the process, even though she apologized and said, you know, we should never have treated you this way and we should never have. Because it was almost like a group of friends that mm-hmm. all of a sudden just kind of left and stopped talking to me. And it was through a whole process of transition. And, but I had to acknowledge my part and like, you know, I wasn't open with you guys. I wasn't real. I was trying to hide, mm-hmm. you know, the transition that I was going through. I'm, I tend to be a little bit more private about some things. And so I wasn't honest with them mm-hmm. from the gate. And I think, you know, me acknowledging I'm not doing this perfectly and that could have caused you to see me in a certain way. You know, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And 
thankfully that that relationship is restored and we're closer than ever but and you probably both grew i would absolutely. imagine absolutely over it. 7 years yeah. you know you grow as a woman you grow yeah. in your maturity you grow in your walk I mean, with the father yeah hopefully <laughs> you grow in your walk with the lord yeah. and i could see all the ways that um i had offended her and needing to ask her for you know forgiveness and you know even you know i've gotten a little bit better with my husband asking for forgiveness but there's you know it this year, 2020, it's a hard, it was a rough season. It was a rough year. And um, just being humble enough, carrying enough humility to go, I jacked that up. You know, I'm sorry. Please, yeah. please forgive me. I, I did not do that right. Um, what do you think about this? At, how old are you? Do I'm you 38. You're 38. Okay. Um, I think that as I've gotten into my 40s, it's gotten a little bit easier mm-hmm. not to ask for forgiveness necessarily, but to kind of be like, oh, sorry, I, was, I sucked. <laughs> like an almost joke, like not make light of, of it, sure. but almost like it's not as hard as I used to think it mm. was. Like I used to feel like admitting yeah. I have very high one on the Enneagram also, though. Like, admitting fault yeah. was, like, going to be the end of me. Right. And as I'm getting older, I I think it's... I'm I'm maybe finding the language, or I mm-hmm. have some phrases of just, like, hey, remember the other day? Like, that was kind of the worst version of yeah. who I am, and I'm sorry. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And not, it doesn't have to be this, like, hey... Yeah. Super serious. Like, right. And not like it's not serious. Right. But it's not as hard to say... I sucked as I thought it would, (laughs) you know, back in the day. And so it it is getting a little bit easier. Yeah, and I'm finding that too. I mean, I think once I let down all of, you know, the it's really not about me, (laughs) you know, as you get older and you just realize I'm, I'm a human, I'm going through it and I'm figuring it out. And um, there's God's grace in that, but yeah, it's getting, it's getting better. Yeah. But I think sometimes in, you know, for that situation in one of those painful, painful, like rip your guts out kind of friendship breaks. Um, it was really hard in that moment. Neither one of us said anything. We just kind of walked Mm -hmm. away and Mm -hmm. you do, you carry that, you carry the pain of that. You carry the loss of that. Um, we were extremely close and, didn't think that that would ever be reconciled, um, but needing to admit, I think both of us, you know, which it doesn't always happen, both of us admitting, yeah, we were, we messed that up. Yeah. Um, has been so healing. And I think part of, I, I'm curious, I should say, if why both of you could do that, it's because you both are trying individually to yeah. be who you know God wants you yeah, to be. Yeah, absolutely. So then when you came together, it, yes, it's about coming together, but it's more about being right with God. Yes. You know, and that's, I think what I have grown into is like there, even in going into this study, like I felt like, man, I have really like made some progress with forgiveness. And the month before we started planning and prepping and teaching, I was running it. I think I shared about this, but I was like running into the, to people that I was upset with and it was like stirring all up <laughs> in me. Like, I'm mad again. Mm-hmm. I thought it was over this. And normally that would have really like taken yeah. me out. And I was like, nope, there's no amount of being like holding on to it that has been worth it to me mm-hmm. to go back to feeling so 
cruddy so and heavy and just yeah like just yeah. um and so like be, being like lord i you know i choose it over and over mm-hmm. again and even recently i for all kinds of different reasons but like someone that that i i have still a broken relationship yeah. with and i don't know how it would mend mm. but I was like, oh, I think I thought like, oh, I've forgiven them. And then I was like, I don't think I've forgiven them as much as I thought I would have forgiven them. And just beginning to start my routine again of practicing praying for them, Mm -hmm. like wishing the best for them, you know, remembering them in that way so that my thoughts are not my thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're God's thoughts for them. Absolutely. And that's what I shared on in my teaching was like, just trusting that when I'm obedient in the natural, that something supernatural will happen because I've experienced that with God. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I, we have to, it's a process. Like this forgiveness is a process, especially mm-hmm. the deeper the hurt or the the, the greater the fracture of mm-hmm. the relationship. I love that you said, I started practicing praying for them. And mm-hmm. I started, because everything that we do with forgiveness is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Our feelings are the last thing yeah. to catch up to right. our choices. Often, yeah. Yeah. in most things that we do not as believers. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, as, as a walk of faith, like we walk by faith, not mm-hmm. by sight, not by our feelings. And I mean, before I was teaching this, I was reading the book while I was on vacation and I'm just like highlighting, this is so good, you know, I'm just, and I'm, I was in the middle of a forgiveness process with a different friend. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just suck as a friend. You know, like, Every girl out there is like, uh, when you say I had some drama, all of us are like, I know, like, I know. we just have so much. It's just so. I think it's like the blessing and the curse of woman, yeah. though, because I think we are so relational. Right. And that's we love that, so hard, but then we like get so offended and wounded, and then like hate so hard. Yeah, <laughs> and this was a friendship that I made the decision to walk away from. There was mm. just some unhealthy things that mm-hmm. were going on there, and I started to like measure this friendship by my other ones and be like, no, this is unhealthy. You know, mm. like like am I crazy or yeah. is this weird? Yeah. And so I had to walk away. But even in my decision to walk away, needing to walk through the forgiveness of. Mm-hmm that whole process and how the relationship kind of fell apart and all the things that I wish I would have said, you know, through it. So that things are bad things. Cause sometimes when I go through the things I wish I would have said, it was like, you know what I would have said? I was going to be like, and you know what? But I never say that in the moment. Thank God. I know. Right. God, (laughs) the Holy Spirit's like, and you won't say that. And shut your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the things, they were good things. They were constructive criticism things that I mm-hmm. probably could have said that may not have led to the friendship going down the way that it did if I had guarded my heart from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That is you what know. we talked about in a different series that we did on boundaries mm-hmm. is yeah. that we get so upset at people for boundaries we didn't keep. We didn't set. We didn't say anything. Yeah. We didn't keep. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking through this process and, and realizing oh, I have all this angst still inside of me mm-hmm. and needing to say, okay, Holy Spirit, like I am going to pray for her. I am going to bless her and her family and her mm-hmm. children. And even in, I'm saying it right now and I'm like, no, <laughs> but it's that constant step of obedience yeah. mm-hmm. that frees your heart from all of that junk. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I practice for, like I try to practice forgiving immediately, even if I just say the words or Mm -hmm. I write it down, I forgive her, you know, even if I don't feel like it, even if 
I'm still mad at her. Even if tomorrow I'm probably going to say something mean about her. <laughs> I will, I make a, I, I make appreciate a point. You are. <laughs> yeah. I make a point to yeah. say it out of my mouth yeah. to get myself on that journey. Like Holy spirit. I ch- I'm choosing, I'm choosing Lord to forgive. You know, I don't feel it. You know, I don't like her, but I'm choosing this yeah. and I need you to help me. One of the things that I practice just in my mind is like how you're saying I practice, like saying it out Mm -hmm. loud is like, what is true here? Like I'm a six primary six on the Enneagram, which is the one that's like, I was wondering Mm -hmm. that because you're like, I'm loyal Uh and I like justice. I was like, Oh, I wonder if Donald's a six (laughs) on Enneagram. But, um, I, I start asking myself, like, what is truth? Yeah. The truth is it might not have been all about me, even though it affected me. Right. The truth is, this is this is the biggest one. So maybe someone um, needs to write this down that's listening. But even though someone cannot be good to me, doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah. Because I'm like, if someone's not good to me, I'm like, they're the worst. Everybody cut them off. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, oh, maybe they, just because they suck to me, doesn't mean they that's suck right. to everyone. Right. But that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because none of us suck all the time. Right. And we all suck somewhere right. to someone. And so that's one of the things I, I'm trying to remind myself is like, no, because when I did like them, there was reasons. Like yeah. they're not all the sum total of whatever what happened. happened. Yeah. But that, like when I start, Matt says this about me, that I like to circle the drain and lick the bowl on my way down. <laughs> so like, he's like, you're circling and licking the bowl on your way down. I'm like, that's that such, visual a gross, is hilarious. It's such a gross analogy, but it's so true. Yeah. Like in my mind, in my heart, circling I'm just and like, circling. I start adding and yeah. I make people worse I think mm. than they are yeah but in my mind I make me better than I was yeah, absolutely you know and like you're saying the one that you're just going through you know one of one of the things I've had to work through is someone I love so dearly for yeah. so long yeah and um some of it was my choice sure but I think back and I think you know what I'm mad about I'm mad because I didn't say this mm-hmm. or I allowed this to be said right. and I didn't stand up for it right. or speak truth, exactly. which was all on me. Mm-hmm. And I realized, man, I'm really upset at this person for things that I, that were my fault uh, or, yes. you know, I think this with women a lot, people are probably going to hear me say this every single week, but, um, that we, I think as women, we don't want to think of ourselves as gossips mm-hmm. and yet, but we think of ourselves as like just processing, mm-hmm. like just processing <laughs> together. And I think, you know what I was guilty of probably a little too much processing. processing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> With, um, too many people that weren't God. Mm. And so that's some of the stuff I was like, Oh, you know what? It maybe it wasn't all everybody else's fault yeah. all the time. And I so I've, I've really had to learn that. Okay. Next question for mm. you. What would you tell your younger self now mm-hmm. that you wish you would have known? For me, that's like, oh man, hindsight, you know, but I I tend to be, if you're six on the Enneagram, you may also share this, but like so angsty. Like mm-hmm. I look back at things that I spent so much time being angsty about yes. and missing like my actual life because yeah, I was absolutely. so angsty. So what, when it comes to forgiveness, what would, what would almost 40, I'm not trying to age you, but almost 40 yeah. year old Donna, yeah. tell young 20 something Donna when it comes to forgiveness with, yeah. with women. Well, I, th- 
I think kind of what we were talking about before, like the boundaries that I needed to set very early mm-hmm. on, because I love what you said. And that just kind of set me free a little bit. I am, you know, more angry at her about things that I should have done mm-hmm. in the relationship and just kind of how the whole thing fell apart. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, but stronger boundaries, you know, really recognizing, um, who's in your circle and who's in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing not everybody belongs in the circle and, mm-hmm. and, and then, um, recognizing that, you know, the harder I love, you know, I take the risk of being hurt mm-hmm. and to, to give the grace that I so desperately need, mm-hmm. you know, to give it to those people. Because like you said, I've, I've hurt people. Mm-hmm. I've, I've angered people. I have done mean things to people, you know, um, be quick. I to cannot the, imagine it, but okay. yeah, I mean, <laughs> in a roundabout, you know, I'm not like slashing tires, but whatever. Um, but give the grace that I so desperately need because I'm going to need a lot of it. And, and to walk in humility with people recognizing they're flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I said a whole lot of things right there and to let it go quickly, you know, like as quickly I, as That's what can. I would do is let things go quicker. Let it go as quickly um, as you can. And to be, this is what I, this is just me, but like I struggle when people aren't okay with me. Mm-hmm. And what I wish I knew in my 20s and 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and teens. <laughs> what I wish I knew then that I, I'm really learning now is that I can't control that. Yeah. And sometimes if people aren't okay with me, it's not about me. That's right. You know, and I, I'm really learning that right now. Even here, you know, like I, any given day at Samuel Church, someone's not okay with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's, just, it's a lot of people and I, I have a lot of eyes on me mm-hmm. and um, I have spent a lot of years trying to make sure everyone's okay, yeah. but everyone's so different. And, you know, and so I, I've spent a lot of angst worrying about when people aren't okay with me. And, and so now I'm like, but wait, what, what was my heart? What mm-hmm. was my motive? What do I need to own? Mm-hmm. And trying to let it go sooner because yeah. I've spent, I've wasted, I've, I'm probably, I probably have a year to live because Matt <laughs> says, you know, you're taking 10 years off your life. <laughs> Every time you're upset, I'm like, oh, then I'm already on borrowed time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Shoot. Letting it go and, and, and recognizing, like you said, that people, you know, we are not responsible for other people's even perceptions of Mm -hmm. us you know we have to guard our own heart we have to be responsible for how um we are loving others Mm -hmm. and you know I just feel like as I have grown even in this relationship that's still like oh I'm still kind of walking through the dregs of of that separation and um like learning to just lavish love like I just feel like the Lord has lavished so much grace and love on Mm me um, how can I lavish this on her, even from mm-hmm. a distance in mm-hmm. my prayer time, in my, mm-hmm. you know, um, in my blessing of her? Because I know that God, I mean, in our, in my talk, I know God is going to bring the justice. That's what I talked about mm-hmm. on the, I know God is going to make up the difference. I know mm-hmm. God is going to speak up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to vindicate me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. to try to take that on my own by saying something or like acting a certain way or even withholding forgiveness mm-hmm. because he's got it, yeah, you know, yeah. he's got the situation. And um, I think it's so powerful to, to just live from a 
place of love as much as possible. Lavishing that on people, even, you know. It's hard. It's hard. Love on people it that is you're hard. Mad at, it but is. I appreciate you saying that. It is. No, it's Th- hard. This is my prayer life for the people that I think are my enemies. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that mm-hmm. because I I think the reality is I, I always hoped, like, if, I'm just, if I just do my best, I won't have any enemies. Yeah. And, um, that's just so not realistic. No. You know? Like Jesus is like public enemy number one. Right. You know? And um, my small group, they really challenged me on this, my fear of man mm. and how it's destroying my soul, my wow. fear of man. And so when I think about like, who are my enemies? I mean, the first step for me in that is like being real. Like mm-hmm. I have some enemies yeah, and some of them I probably deserve and mm-hmm. some I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it's about me and some of it's about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my prayer life for them has looked like, God, I start with the person, like I pray for their health mm-hmm. and their relationship with you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I pray for their marriage I pray for their children. Mm-hmm. I pray for success of their business. Yeah. Like I read John Bevere's book called The Bait of Satan. Yeah, have you so read that? Oh my goodness. I'm <laughs> so like, every believer should have to yeah, read The absolutely. Bait of Satan. And I'm like, should we do Bait of Satan Next. for Cultivate? <laughs> Even though John Bevere wrote it, it's a boy, but or a man, I should say. Yeah. But um, he said in there, like in his process, praying the prayer for your enemies that you want your best friends to pray for yes. you. That, I was like, Oh, what would I want my pr- my right. friends, my closest right. friends praying for me? Yeah. And so I just started like that. And I talked about how um, it really was just obligatory. Yeah. Like, find God. I'm going to try it your right. way. Right. And, and then it became sincere. Yeah. And it was in that process mm. of just like, you've said to pray for our enemies. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I'm going to trust you. I'm being obedient in the natural. Yeah. And I did start finding that forgiveness for yeah. people. Yeah. Like, I mean, you start to get the heart of God, right? Yeah. As you pray for them, you start to go, oh man, Jesus loves them a lot, you know? Right. Like, even though I don't really like them, and even that love process, like as he loves on you in that process, you know, you, you yeah. want to extend that, you want to give that away. And yeah. I love that. I, I think praying for your, I mean, that's, that's the thing that sets you free. It's just it praying over them and, um, and, and receiving the love of God for yourself, mm-hmm. it's the only way you can dish it yeah. out. It's the only way you can extend even the forgiveness, receiving his forgiveness. Man, it's the only way. His way is the only way. Like, you right. can't do it without That's what that. I said. I was like, it's his way, but it's our, our way out. Yeah. It's our way out from I love under. That. Like, I used to be like, I don't feel this freedom that mm. everyone's like, you're free in Christ. I'm mm. like, I don't, I'm trying, I don't, <laughs> but I was trying in my own power. Yes. And I think that's what we miss so often is we try to, in our own strength, do mm-hmm. it. And I think when it comes to forgiveness, it really <laughs> requires a supernatural strength. You have to have strength. Him. You know, um, I'm going to, I want to end on this little story of forgiveness for you but you know Matt and I had some dear friends they we've known them since we were in college I don't know if she listens or not so she might laugh if she's listening but um and went like everything sandals we had our babies together Mm. we had everybody's bridal shower everything for years and years and there was a falling out and they left sandals Mm. and it was not pretty Mm. um and it was probably I don't know, five, six, seven-ish years, like you're saying. Mm. And one day last year, 2020, 
I, we got a card in the mail mm-hmm. with their, I, I knew it was from them. I know her writing. It yeah. was their address. And I was like, <sighs> and like in my mind, I'm just like, I can't handle anyone else hating me right now. Like, I'm going <laughs> to put this aside till later. And Matt literally said out loud, if they could just say sorry, like mm. this would be fine. And I pulled the card out and the front of the card says, I'm sorry. Wow. And it was just like, we're sorry. Mm. And like I was started out with saying like, we think it's so much more complicated. Like yeah. you have to come groveling or something. Yeah. And instantly I felt like yeah. we were, and, and they're back at Sandals and we Love see each it. other and we're not, we don't have the same relationship that we yeah. once had because we've had seven years of not being in any right. not circle. A lot of yeah. life has changed. Yeah. But my love, like I'm like, oh, Okay, mm-hmm. like I love her. Yeah. I love them, you know. Yeah. And I believe they loved us. Yeah. And it was that easy of like, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't this long five hour yeah. coffee date. Don't invite me to coffee if you're <laughs> mad at me, Donna. You know how many times I've been invited to coffee. You don't know me that well, but I've talked about it before. Like when anyone asks me to coffee, I'm like. Mm, why? Because <laughs> coffee date for me instantly triggers like nervous stomach Aww. because I have gotten to so many coffee dates that I thought were actual coffee dates, but it was a, so I forgive you. And here's why I've been mad at you. Here's why I thought you sucked. And I was like, they're like, oh, I feel so much better now that I've told you. And, and I'm like, like, I feel terrible. Great. I feel yeah, awful the, now. The last, the last interaction I had with this friend was a breakfast date. And it was. So now you're like never going to breakfast. <laughs> and it was, and it wasn't even like in a, you know, uh, I'm mad at you. It was just the last kind of straw for me yeah. with the weirdness of the relationship. And um, so, yeah, I hear you on that. Yes, but it, someone texted me last week and was like, hey, can we get coffee? I was like, no, but we can text. <laughs> like, I'm not going to coffee. We're not doing this. Yeah, I know. I now that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, anybody who wants to get together with me, I'm like, why do you want to get together with yeah. me? I don't want to be surprised. <laughs> I do not want to be surprised. I should have not I show up at your house, knock on the jar. Hey! <laughs> don't. I'm coming over and everything's fine. Oh, cool. Come That's over. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate your perspective so much. Yeah. And and I just appreciate you being a part of the team. I mean, you I can, when it. we came back on to into cultivate in 2020 when we couldn't meet, we yeah. didn't know what we could do mm-hmm. and you jumped on and you joined us and I was super grateful just for your perspective. Yeah. And I think what I I love most about you and Devo is you have an infectious love for God mm, that um, I I mean it's just undeniable. And so I I love how you devote yourself to the gospel Mm -hmm. you devote yourself to being the hands and feet of who he is Mm -hmm. um like you and i were texting i think a week ago or something because you took a group of kids to catalina yeah and you're like in the water in a bathing suit and i'm like girl is it not freezing it's winter you're like my husband even texted me like you must really love those girls because you don't do cold like that i was like i sure i'm like donna is it and you're like that's what i do that's what i do for these girls i do and i just i think it you are making an impact that Thank for you. these young girls, when they're our age, yeah, they'll look back and they're going to remember that. And hopefully... They will pay that uh, yeah. forward in the name of Praise Jesus. God. So yes. thank you thank so much you. for being that here today. So and if you haven't watched our season on forgiveness with Cultivate, watch, um, it. watch it, listen to it. Watch I listen it. to it most of the time That's in so my good. car. Um, but Donna is one of our teachers. Each week this month, there'll be one of our teachers on from that season. So at some point, you'll probably be able to get that on demand. 
right now you can't do that, but you'll be able to at some point. All right, you guys talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archive sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness.